Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about prosthetic heart valves. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash prosthetic heart valves or in the cardiothoracic surgery section of the Zero to Finals surgery book. So let's get straight into it. Severe pathology of the aortic or mitral valves may be an indication for surgical replacement of that valve. Replacement of the tricuspid valve is very rare. So mainly if there's a valve replacement it will either be the aortic valve or the mitral valve. Patients that have a valve replacement will have a scar. Usually this will be a midline stenotomy scar straight down the middle of the sternum indicating a mitral or an aortic valve replacement. A midline stenotomy scar can also indicate a coronary artery bypass graft or cabbage. Less commonly, patients may have a right-sided mini thoracotomy incision, which can be used for minimally invasive mitral valve surgery. Let's start by talking about aortic stenosis. Severe aortic stenosis is the most common valvular heart disease that you'll encounter and also the most common indication for valve replacement surgery. Aortic stenosis causes an ejection systolic, high-pitched murmur, and this is due to the high velocity of systolic contraction of the heart and the high velocity of blood moving through the aortic valve during systole. The murmur has a crescendo-decrescendo character, which means it speeds up and then slows down. And this is due to the speed of blood flow across the valve during the different periods of systolic contraction. Flow during systole is slowest at the very start and at the very end and it's fastest in the middle. The other signs of aortic stenosis are that the murmur radiates to the carotids as the turbulent blood flow continues up into the neck. There is a slow rising pulse and a narrow pulse pressure meaning that the pulse is quite weak and it develops slowly. And patients may complain of exertional syncope, and this is lightheadedness or fainting when exercising. And this is due to difficulty in maintaining a good blood flow to the brain during exertion. The causes of aortic stenosis are idiopathic age-related calcification, which is by far the most common cause, and rheumatic heart disease. Next, let's talk about mitral regurgitation. Mitral regurgitation is the second most common indication for valve replacement. Mitral regurgitation is when an incompetent or a poorly functioning mitral valve allows blood to leak back through during systolic contraction of the left ventricle. So blood leaks from the left ventricle through into the left atrium. The leaking valve causes a reduced ejection fraction which means a reduced amount of blood from the left ventricle is pumped out into the systemic circulation. It also causes a backlog of blood that's waiting to be pumped through the left side of the heart, resulting in congestive cardiac failure. Mitral regurgitation causes a pan-systolic, high-pitched, whistling-type murmur, which is due to the high velocity of blood flow through the leaky valve. The murmur radiates to the left axilla, and you may be able to hear a third heart sound. The causes of mitral regurgitation are idiopathic weakening of the valve with age, ischemic heart disease, infective endocarditis, rheumatic heart disease, and connective tissue disorders such as Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and Marfan syndrome. 
Next, let's talk about the comparison between bioprosthetic and mechanical heart valves. Valves can either be replaced by a bioprosthetic or a metallic mechanical valve. Bioprosthetic valves have a limited lifespan of around 10 years. Poor seen bioprosthetic valves come from a pig. Mechanical valves have a good lifespan, well over 20 years, but they require lifelong anticoagulation with warfarin. The INR target range for mechanical valves is 2.5 to 3.5, and this is higher than the normal 2 to 3 target for atrial fibrillation. Next, let's talk about the types of mechanical metallic heart valves. A Star Edwards valve features a ball inside a cage. The ball moves away from the opening to let blood through, then moves back against the opening to prevent blood from regurgitating through the valve. The Star Edwards valves were very successful but are no longer used due to the high risk of thrombus formation or blood clot formation. Tilting disc valves feature a single tilting disc that lets blood through in one direction but not the other. St. Jude valves consist of two tilting metal discs. The two discs mean they're called bileaflet valves. Of the three mechanical valves that we talked about, the St. Jude valves has the smallest risk of thrombus formation. It's possible to hear a click when you're auscultating the heart sounds of a patient who has a mechanical metallic valve. A click replaces S1, or the first heart sound, for metallic mitral valves. A click replaces S2, or the second heart sound, for metallic aortic valves. There are three major complications of mechanical heart valves that are worth remembering. The first is thrombus formation, where blood stagnates and clots. The second is infective endocarditis, where there's infection in the prosthesis. And the third is hemolysis, causing anemia, which is where the blood gets churned up in the valves and breaks down, leaving the patient anemic. Next, let's talk about transcatheter aortic valve implantation. Transcatheter aortic valve implantation can be shortened to TAVI, and it's a treatment for severe aortic stenosis, usually in patients that are at higher risk of open valve replacement operations. A TAVI involves a local or a general anaesthetic. A catheter is inserted into the femoral artery and it's fed under X-ray guidance to the location of the aortic valve. Then a balloon on the end of the catheter is inflated to stretch the stenosed aortic valve. Finally, a bioprosthetic valve is implanted in the location of the aortic valve. Long-term outcomes for TAVI are still not clear as it's a relatively new procedure. Therefore, in younger, fitter patients, open surgery is still the first-line option. Patients that have a TAVI do not typically require warfarin as the valve is bioprosthetic. Finally, let's talk about the risk of infective endocarditis. Infective endocarditis occurs in 2.5% of patients having a surgical valve replacement. The rate is slightly lower for a transcatheter aortic valve implantation at around 1.5%. Infective endocarditis in a prosthetic valve is quite serious and has quite a high mortality of around 15%. It's usually caused by one of three gram-positive cocci organisms, 
and it could be caused by Staphylococcus, Streptococcus, or Enterococcus. So thanks for listening to this episode on prosthetic heart valves. As always, a big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about congenital cardiac conditions.